0: person or a marketing person or whatever, I'm sure they would have told me not to do that. Hello, welcome to the Sunday Afternoon Podcast. This is Greg Reese. That's my um, latest little banjo part groove. That's my first little original uh, piece on the banjo this go-round. I'm excited about it. Uh, the fun thing about... Uh, a welcome everyone, by the way. <clears throat> And I'm glad to be with you. Um, I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope you guys have survived the week and enjoying the weekend. And I hope you've gotten through licking your wounds and cleaning yourself up and feeling cozy again. Or whatever your version of doing well is. I hope hope that's where you're at. Uh, Yeah. So anyways... um, that was Joy. That's the banjo for anyone who's new. And uh picked it up recently for for my Joy. It's been probably 10 years since I've messed around on the banjo. And when I was, it was I was a newbie. Um so I'm really getting a, I'm, I'm I'm having fun with it. That's going to turn into something soon, I think. I was trying to do something this morning, picked up the bass and tried putting something down, couldn't f- feel anything out, but um, I think when I was talking about it last week on being, um, you know, I, i the reason I titled that video the way I did was cause I didn't want to ever forget that word and I'm now, I'm trying to remember it. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh my goodness. Skookum. I think that's it. I think I got it. I'm not even going to look it up. I'm going to think I got it. Skookum. That's why I said it so many times, and that's why I named it, because I didn't want to ever forget that word. Now I have to look it up. I have to make sure. Is it skookum with a K? Skookum. Yep. Right on. Memory. Um, Yeah. But um, one of the most skookum things about music is that, is when you find a little groove that you, that came out of you, it came out of the ether, in my opinion. You just happened to be tuning into it as it, as it was there. Um, but when that happens, the only way to capture it is, you, obviously you want to record it, but before you, can, before you can put the instrument down to record it, you have to memorize this thing that just came out of the ether. Because it doesn't exist. You can't go to a YouTube video and draw it up again. You can't go any you know, it's, it's out of the ether. So, and you don't know it yet. Um, so you have to learn it. You have to figure it out. And then in my experience, because there's so many times I learned the hard way where you think you got it, you put the instrument down to go grab a tape recorder or something. By the time you come back to the instrument, it's like, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And you, after time, you learn two things. You learn, one, how to not put the instrument down until you learn it. And you learn to not be all that upset about it either way because it's like a fountain. It's a never-ending fountain. It's not, like, it's not like this is my opinion, but it's also been my experience. That's why it's my opinion. It's not like you stumbled upon something very rare. It's a thing you can turn on. It's a tab you can turn on. So, but anyways, that's my first little uh, real skooka moment I've had this time around on the banjo. I was I was mesmerized with that all night. I I, I wouldn't put it down till I had it recorded a couple times last night, and then I woke up this morning and couldn't remember it. So I had to hit record, hit hit play on my recorder, and I was like, oh yeah. So pretty cool. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, if it's very similar to something else out there. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It it was, it was out of the ether and uh, it was skookum and it's, I'm going to have fun with it. Um, I was trying to sing something to it as you could see the intro to the show today, but um, yeah, I'm a little lost there, but I was exploring, having fun and it's, Fine to be lost because I, I would I wouldn't expect anything else because um, I've never really delved into the singing thing, other than being goofy. That's one of the things I noticed today when I was trying to do something. The goofier I got, the more hu- uh, I don't think I'm. I like to be funny. I think I think in a perfect world. I think if I could be anything, the, the most challenging thing I can imagine being is a comedian. Um, I, I don't think I'll, I I can tell you right now. I'll never even make that effort in this lifetime. I think I'm I'm not close to it, but I admire it very very much. Side note, but anyways, the sillier I tried being, I don't know if that's the right word. The, maybe the less seriously, the less serious. Maybe that's better. Maybe that's actually what it is. And now that I'm saying that, goodness gracious. I think I'm having an epiphany right now, live in the moment. That's what it is. It's not about being goofy. It's about not being serious. That's exactly what it is. Golly, that's, that's it. Because for whatever reason, I'm just realizing this just now. Ever since I was a kid and I started singing, and it's probably because of the singers I admired and the vocal moments I admired. or what I don't know what it is. I really don't. That that doesn't make sense. But for whatever for whatever reason, when I was growing up, try as a musician trying to sing, I would always get really serious. And I would and and when I would sit there thinking about, um, about um, what should I sing? How should I sing? How should you know? As you would with any instrument in your hand, how do I do this? How do I make this thing sound right? Uh, What words do I say? I would always have sort of a overly serious, dramatic like perspective of this pro approach or whatever. And, um, Hmm. This is interesting. And then, um, it wasn't until probably three, <clears throat> three years ago, I got in an office with a buddy of mine at work from 21, 21, the podcast drew <clears throat> three, four years ago, maybe. And, um, he likes to goof around. We had a door we could close. It was a pretty sweet office. And, uh, and we, he liked to sing and be goofy. And so I jumped right in. And right away I found, right away, that if I was goofing around, I could hit the notes. I wouldn't sing off key. Um, and I could sing pretty decent. And uh, that was an epiphany. But at the time, I thought, um, you you know, well, that's just, you're clowning around. You're being a clown. You're being a goof. But right now, in this moment on, uh, what is it, August 6th. I didn't say, by the way. Today is Sunday, August 6th, by the way. Um, And you are listening to the Sunday Afternoon Podcast with Greg Reese. But on Sunday, August 6th, I realized it's not that. It's not that you... You sing better when you're being goofy. It's that you can sing when you're not being all weird and serious. That's the that's the thing. Don't be so serious. And the seriousness is is also a phoniness. I realize that, and I and it's not like I was trying to be phony, but I guess it was putting a mask on. It was probably the the seriousness was probably the shyness of expressing yourself with a voice because, um, wow. Yeah. Because of the insecurity and stuff like that. So that's what the seriousness is. And then that obviously is going to keep you from really doing anything well. So, that, you know, that's why my experience, I, I'll hit be off pitch. I feel like I'm talking to a psychiatrist right now, by the way. Um, but then, uh when you're just having fun and goofing around, there is like this it's almost like you're parroting yourself or there's that vibe that you are, so it doesn't matter if you can do it well if that makes sense, so then you can hit hit it on key and make it sound right. It's <laughs> so strange the uh the human mind, so in my experience at least, so yeah, all right, that means um. That's an easy thing to do, and it's an easy uh, solution for the lyric thing too. Because that's I've done. I've written a whole book of poetry when I was younger. I ended up burning it all on a fire. Um, but um, you don't have to be so serious. Why so serial? Why so serious? Oh man. I could end it right there, I think, and there's some value there, unless, unless this is a, a lesson you've already mastered. But anyways, moving on. I wish life was all just about banjo and, and, uh, and learning how to sing. <laughs> that's, uh, that's just what I do for joy in the midst of the cyborg apocalypse. That's what I have in my notes today for the title of the show is "How to Survive the Cyborg Apocalypse." It seemed kind of silly not to talk about this because of the last video I did and the reaction the uh, you know the uh, I, I would say the natural reaction that one would expect. Uh, that story does seem to be legit. I'm looking forward to having her on the show and talk to her. I'd like to have her on with Karen Kingston. That's kind of one of the reasons why I take Anna Maria Mielcia more seriously is because of the people that she's working with or worked with and that speak very highly of her. Karen Kingston was was brought to my attention from you guys. And I reached out to her. I haven't heard back to try to get her on the show. And then I came across her work when I was researching Mielcia's. And I think, I think uh, all, I think I've been happily distracted with all this other stupid, ugly stuff, just because to avoid the idea of thinking about the contamination of our bodies. <laughs> you know, it's obviously makes sense. You don't want to think about that. But um, yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, smart, reputable people that don't seem like shysters to me at all. They seem like genuine. We the people with um, you know expensive tools and and knowledge of how to operate these tools and and read the blood and stuff. And um, I mean, just based on what I've seen in the blood samples, the only question I would have is how many samples have you taken? And how many are you finding? You know, like, like how common is this thing that we're seeing? That's what I want to ask. And I also, I, I want to, I want to know that. How common is it? How many unvaccinated blood, you know, how many people have you checked with, you know, and um, have you checked your blood? I would, have, if it was me, I'd totally be checking my blood, putting it in that dark field microscopy. And then the other thing I'd want to know all about is the, Healing, the, the, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about both those things today in my limited knowledge. I definitely think I have more knowledge in the healing part. Um, and we can make this one uh, a knowledge base, you know, how to survive the cyborg apocalypse. So you can, people can, can find it and then go down to the comments. And if you have your knowledge, please share it in the comments below. You know, there's a certain sense of um, joy. Joy might not be the right word. Pleasure. Pleasure is the right word. Certain amount of pleasure that was taken in, in knowing that I didn't take this vaccine. Every time you hear about, and the reason I say pleasure is a better word is because When that feeling comes up, it usually almost... What I'm talking about is when it comes up when you hear some horrible story in the news about someone who's been vaccinated. And you don't want to feel good about that. However, there's a sense of pleasure that comes up that just comes up automatically of... I guess you could... It's beyond... You know, of just feeling like I'm so glad I didn't get that. So glad I didn't take that. Maybe that's gratitude... I think it's more pleasure, though, because it's, un- it's unrealistic and it's delusional. And if we're going to be real, and I think we should be, and it is good to call out people that are delusional about transgenderism and stuff, but really all that is is these are people that have very pliable minds. And they're so pliable that, that you can get them to be deluded about anything. You can just hand it to them on a, on a tray. And they'll accept it, eat it all up, yum, 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 yum. But we all have the the, um, the mechanics in us to be diluted. And I think, identi- I think personally, for, I think for all of us, I have a hard time imagining that this does not apply to all humans, but maybe it does. I'm going to be open-minded and say it does. I don't know, but I believe that many of us, I believe that I am. I believe that if you're listening to this, then you are our soul inside of a human body. So just like, so in a way you're not a man and you're not a woman, you know, on a, on, a, on the ultimate identity there's some truth to that. <clears throat> of course, the, the the mistake is saying I'm not am not a man I'm a woman. I mean, you're you know that's just as delusional. Both are this equally equally delusional. You're a soul, and you're experiencing life on Earth in a human body. I don't see any reason why. This is a whole other discussion, but I don't see any reason why to believe why you can't accept that uh, that every living creature is a soul having an experience on earth inside of the body that it's in, you know, like a ride in an amusement park. These bodies are just made of the earth, kind of like magic. <laughs> I mean, it's not magic. It's a technology that we don't understand, and it's a technology, I guess you could say that the Satanists are trying to replicate, and, and I guess you could say that's kind of what the whole sat- Satanic thing is, is trying to um, either t- to, to replicate, but... You can't, really, you, you can't really replicate. So you get to a point where you either accept that and you harmonize and dance with it and ride it and surf it. That's where I'm coming from. Or you, I guess, throw a tantrum and try to destroy it. <clears throat> but I don't see why a rock... Couldn't be some soul from from the all and the everything in this earth realm experiencing life in the earth realm as a rock. Why not? <clears throat> it seems to be um, the most logical conclusion. I think you know, like if it seems to me to make more sense, like if I am a soul experiencing life in this body, in this realm, then I guess everything else is too, probably. As opposed to if I'm a soul experiencing life in this realm, in this body, then I guess probably nothing else is. <laughs> you know, one one seems a little more logical. Not that it's right. Anywho. So I guess my point being is um, we're not these bodies, and we're not these personalities, and we're not these minds. We're not the man or the woman. Yes, we have a body with a penis and a vagina. I mean, not both, but you know what I'm saying. Or a man or a woman. Some people have both. <clears throat> but in, in those situations, um, that, is your, that is your body, it's even extra delusional to then say, well, I got the wrong body or that's the wrong body or whatever. That's an, a whole other new level of delusion on top of the delusion. Don't get me wrong. My point being, though, is that um, it, these, this, you're not your body. So you don't have to take things terribly personal about your body. And that might be difficult. And I understand that because I, I obviously struggle with that too. I think I've come to the conclusion actually that I probably struggle with it more than a lot of people because I think I I tend to be a bit of a worry. Like, for example, I, I have blood tests. I don't go to the doctor. I don't trust the doctor. I never really have. And I haven't really had a full checkup since I think I got out of the Marines, which is like 30 years ago. And... um when COVID happened, I actually... That was like the first time in my life when it came to this subject where I was like, oh, okay, I'm not some weird, crazy person. I'm I'm actually a logical person. Like, it makes sense not to trust doctors, you know? <clears throat> That's not a good thing. I was just aware... I, I had decent situational awareness is all. But I went recently and I was expecting like... For, I thought, I don't know. I thought I had like pre symptoms for diabetes or stuff, stuff like that or whatever. It came back. I think I already talked about this before, but it came back like top notch. Like I'm in great health. I got I got nothing to to be upset about or to complain about or to worry about. I'm going through something right now that I talked about. I haven't resolved it yet. I went to see. I, I'm still moving my way up the appointments and the. I have a CT scan scheduled. <clears throat> But so far, it's kind of starting to look like maybe same thing. Maybe it's all in my head, right? So, you know, I don't like seeing my body die. It's going to happen. I'd rather see it die suddenly where I don't even notice it than watch it slowly decay and rot. (laughs) That's probably everyone feels that way. I laugh because, you know, I think this is a very common thing that we all probably deal with, right? But still, it's not who we are. I don't think so. I guess it comes down to, do you believe in life outside of this life? I don't even want to say an afterlife because I think it was also a, a before and after life. Like... I don't believe I came into existence for the first time just 53 years ago. If that makes sense. And, uh... I guess if I had to... If I had to pick one or the other, reincarnation or no reincarnation, I would probably say there's definitely some type of reincarnation thing involved... or available. I don't know. I'm not going to go down that road. That's a whole other thing. It doesn't matter for what we're talking about today. <clears throat> so long as you so long as you believe that I don't even know if believe is the right word. Cuz <clears throat> this is something I felt my whole life growing up. It was one of the first things it was one of the first piece it was probably the first piece of knowledge I had. I didn't have, I didn't like have memories of past lives or anything. I just knew that this wasn't my first time here. I knew, I I, I can't really put it into words. What I found to my surprise growing up was that it wasn't common sense or common knowledge. It wasn't something that everyone felt. There was a lot of people that questioned it, which I found, I still find strange. Um... Cause that, and I really honestly think I could, I, I think I could write a book about it or have a debate about it, like why that is neurotic. Like it is, it is more ir, uh, illogical and more neurotic to think for some reason that you're gonna when you, when this when your body is dead, you're gone. Bye. I think maybe I'm wrong. I don't know but uh one of the when I would have conversations with people when I was younger growing up about this, I would always say, Who cares anyways because if it's if it 's all there is, then when you 're dead you 'll never even you 'll be gone, so there'll be no pain of of that knowledge you know, so who cares? just enjoy the moment but the reason I say that is because like I went through this uh, about a year and a half, almost two years ago, I did a report on the cyborg stuff in the vaccines, the nanotech. And once I saw, that was the first time I really saw the stuff up close. And even though it was in the vaccines and I didn't get the vaccine, I still knew <clears throat> I probably had it in me. You know, like the, And the only reason to think I didn't is... To think that there is this law that they can't break, that they have to get you to, you know, volunteer for things. The vaccine's a perfect example. That's what the vaccine, that's what I was, I was clinging to that. I was clinging to that. I was like, well, they had to trick people into getting it, into volunteering to get it. Because <clears throat> they couldn't break that spiritual law. But... I don't think I believe that anymore. But I remember two years ago when I did that, and I saw the nanotech. I remember probably first thing I thought was chemtrails. I was like, well, shoot. That's what chemtrails were all about. Probably for a lot of reasons, including to numb people, you know, get people used to seeing it. But in the food, I mean, I ate, I try to eat pretty good now, but I still go to restaurants every now and then. I'm actually trying to stop. Just trying to be like a a complete, maybe that's not the answer. We'll talk about that too. The power of thought. But it is very important to, to know where your food's coming from. I, I think the most important thing. I mean, if you're growing your own food, then praise God, hallelujah. You know, that's it. Or if you're getting your food from your neighbor, you know, same thing. Little communities. <clears throat> I think that's ultimate. I think that's. I think for most of my life, that's what I where I've been at as far as solutions. That's it. So, okay, so let's get over that. Let's just say that what we saw in Mielcia's video is real. And not just, well, not that it's, it's real. I believe what we're seeing is real, but that it's widespread, that it's um, predictable, that you could take just about anyone in the modern world, take their blood, and you're going to find these self-assembled astrogels. And maybe, maybe if you don't, it's because the person has a healthy diet of antioxidants. That's my other question that I want to ask the doctor is because the... I left out some video. If you're interested in seeing more about her cures, I definitely recommend you chase those links that I gave and find them. But... I caught out the videos because they're pretty graphic. Like, she shows the bloody clots and all the blood and stuff. And I don't mind seeing it, but I want more people to see the video. Um, so I decided to leave them out. But she shows more of, of what the, how effective the um, EDTA chelation, by the way. I said chelation. <laughs> and I got made fun of it. Which is understandable. Because I use my smart voice and I articulate. So I didn't, like I articulated chelation, but I guess it's chelation. And um, and from what I understand, that's an IV. That's with a needle in your arm, in your blood directly. I actually ordered, right after I learned this, I ordered some EDTA pills, garlic, enhanced garlic, EDTA. And I don't know if it's, I think it's, it's similar. It's definitely not the same because this is oral. You take this in pill form. I'm not into sticking needles in my arm as a precautionary measure. I'm guessing, this is my guess, if, you, if you're if you a doctor, throw it in the comments, but my guess is that for a person who's suffering from this and is infected with this stuff, the IV is where it's at because it's getting it like straight into your blood. Whereas supplements... Not all of it's going to get into your blood, and but it will, and it takes over time. And so my guess is that they're good for um, maintenance, precaution. Um, I don't know. I do know that for whatever reason, I have been taking antioxidants heavily ever since COVID. Well, I guess I do know. Uh, when COVID first broke out, I started getting Allison C, I think is the product. I'm looking that up. I just want to make sure I get it right. Yeah. I think I was getting it from rents.com and it was garlic. It was basically a concentrated, I guess, I guess Alice in C is a is a thing, an element in garlic. And so Alice in C is yes, Alice in C here at the top of rents dot com, and it's it's a concentration of this natural uh, ingredient in garlic, and it's a. I believe it's an antioxidant. Yes. It's uh, it's antiviral, it's antibacterial, it's antimicrobial. Actually, I don't see antioxidant yet. Antibiotic, antiviral, antifungal, antiparasitic. Well, I don't see any... um, Antioxidant, but then this EDTA, which is enhanced garlic. This apparently is an antioxidant. See how little I know? But I've always been into megadosing vitamin C. That's one thing I've done for years, since before COVID. And as and soon as COVID broke out, I started megadosing more vitamin C. I've been taking a... Uh, C60, which is also an antioxidant. A lot of the foods I eat have antioxidant qualities. I don't know why. It's not like I've been into... I've I've definitely been into antioxidants consciously. Not consciously. I, it's been weird. Anyways, point being is... I, I, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm very grateful. Soon as I got news that that's the solution is heavy antioxidants i was like praise god man that's basically what i've been doing anyways i digress you see how we're all tripping out about it i'm tripping out about it i want a clean body but let's just assume that that's the case that we're all contaminated with this stuff like i said unless you're you know thinning it out on a regular basis with the antioxidants or whatever. You know, um, what does that mean? What do we do? How do we, like, like our, it, it, let's talk about that. It only took me 33 minutes to get to the, basically the topic of conversation, which is normal. Welcome to the Sunday afternoon podcast with Greg Reese. The long and winding ramble... Now, right there, you're probably wondering, you didn't sound too serious there, and you didn't really sing very well, did you? Good point. Solid point. I didn't say I, like, knock it out of the park by goofing around. I just said I, I, I'm able to hit the ball is what I'm trying to say. And I might not have hit it at that time, but, you know, I didn't say every time. I didn't say I could hit the ball every time when I'm goofing around. But it's—anyways, I digress. So let's say we, we got all this stuff in us, right? And okay, let's just ramble about that for a little bit. Let's do a long and winding ramble about that. For one thing, I've been focused on curing my body and healing for years. Uh, longer than I've been focused on the New World Order. It started around the same time, but the New World Order epiphany was a product of my pursuit of healing, It's part of it. But first came the desire to heal this body. And there's probably because I spent many years of on a cell, you know, just not just drinking massive amounts of alcohol, but piling on top of that massive amounts of garbage, you know, White Castle, McDonald's, uh, Taco Bell, whatever. And then liquor, cigarettes. Just just beating the body up. So, and then, and beyond that, like um, promiscuity and um, just reckless abandon. So I reached a point of just wanting to straighten out and heal. And one of the things I learned right off the bat is how it's not, the body can pretty much, in my opinion, heal from anything for one, their miracles do happen. That is true. But for two, the body is extremely... When you really look at what the body is, like it's mostly water. So to replenish the water in your body does not take that long. So that alone is going to be an immense cleansing. Um, and then I've heard... Uh, that every cell reproduces is reproduced every 7 years. By every 7 years you have a new body. Cuz cells get old and they need to be reproduced and they need to, you know, like the the body is a pretty amazing incredible thing organism. So what does that mean? That means that healing is really all about our our Lifestyle, the choices we make, our level of self-discipline to employ better choices and make better decisions. That's something that I've struggled with for years. Part of the struggle has been experimental, like just trying to figure out what foods are good, what foods are bad. As a result, I've tried to keep things as simple as possible just because, I guess you could say I've been hyper aware of health for a long time and I still don't consider myself to be anywhere near perfect health. It's definitely been an upward journey. I can say that. I've definitely gotten healthier over the years. But, so what am I saying? I'm saying, well, a couple of things. One, the body things that are not doing well in the body are rejected by the body. Like that's one of the one of the amazing things about our body is if it if there's something toxic in it, it will try to get rid of it. So you can help it with things. Sweating on a regular basis is very good. I think drinking lots of water, good clean water obviously, mineralized clean water. Sweating. There are chelation pills. <laughs> uh you can take that will help. Let's look that up now. Um I used to do this. I had a sauna. Like, it one of those tent saunas back in the day. It was actually my friend's. I was renting a room there, and you take these pills. I think they're like DMSO. Well, you could look it up. Chelation, IV or oral? Here's something I'm going to... I should have looked at this earlier, but I'm going to look at this later. There you go. This This would answer your questions. Oral chelation usually contains about 400 milligrams of calcium EDTA plus vitamins and minerals, and often some decent circulatory herb. It has been shown that oral EDTA is only 3.5 percent absorbed. Some manufacturers are claiming up to 80 percent absorption as a maximum, depending on your personal health. Okay. But basically, what this helps do is it helps pull, like, um, here's something you can do. I think I'm going to do this starting this week. I did this after I did my last, the report I was talking about, the report I did that was almost two years ago about them finding the nanotech in the vials of the vaccine. And the light went off in my head, and I was like, I probably have this stuff inside of me. I found the heavy metal detox smoothie. And it's by the the medical medium. And he's very dogmatic about how you should live your life. And you can ignore all that dogma. I recommend that you do. And just skip to the heavy metal smoothie. And do your own research. But I researched this. And it does make sense. He basically took a bunch of natural things that basically do this naturally. Like, I think I skipped, like, okay, so spirulina, barley grass, juice powder. I think I skipped that one. No, I have that still. Cilantro, wild blueberries, Atlantic dulce. I think I used it all. But basically, these things naturally, that's what they do, is they naturally attract metals in your body. Mm. And um, and then pro- send them into your digestive tract, basically. Pretty cool stuff. So... That also means that, what does that mean? Okay, so what I realized years ago is since I don't trust doctors and since I'm not going to go to a doctor, that means that I should expect that if I continue on the path I'm on as far as eating badly and and whatnot, eventually I'm going to get like cancer or diabetes or leukemia or something like that. It's just going to sneak up on me and it'll kill me as a young man. So... What's the solution other than going to doctors? And that's obviously not a solution. Solution is change your lifestyle. I knew this years ago. Change your diet, eat good, be healthy, don't eat garbage, be a healthy person. And so I've been working on that for years. Like I said, a lot of it was investigation. Still, There's still a little bit of investigation. I've been doing mostly of a keto, mostly beef lately. And this is one of the reasons. Here's a great reason why an all-beef diet is something to consider if you want to do a cleanse. I'm I'm kind of jumping into this lane really quick before I forget. But that's what I did. I did all beef when I did carnivore. I do when I do. Uh, lately, I've been doing a ton of kale. I do about just as much kale as I eat beef. It's almost half and half. And um, and that's about it. And I love it. But the the an all-carnivore diet is extremely powerful, but an all-mono-carnivore diet, specifically, in my opinion, in all grass-fed beef or mostly gra- you know pasture-raised beef, torture-free beef, how's that? <laughs> but better yet, pastures and eating grass like a cow's meant to be. Um, eating that and nothing but that, and maybe uh, add butter in for extra fat, or ghee better yet but i think even even most powerful just the beef and with a with a fatty enough content where you're getting enough fat and the reason that's so powerful is because two really simple reasons one the nutrients that you're getting from that is all you need you could add some people might need a little extra salt But technically, that's all you need, nutrient-wise. And so that, um, on top of the second thing, which is that it's just one thing, meaning if there's anything that's going to be like contaminated or messed up in that thing or toxic, it's this one thing. You're not. It's it's just keeping it more simple. And so it's the most simple cleanse you could have. And still get totally satiated and, pro, you know, and still have the strength to function. I guess if you didn't need the strength, if you didn't have to work for a living or if you didn't need the energy, you can obviously do a cleanse on raw milk would probably be pretty powerful. Or just water, just a cleanse on clean water. A fast is what that's called. Fasting is something that's also very important. I, I, I've fasted plenty. I do technically an intermittent fast, which is a technically, scientifically, it is a fast every day. Because as long as you stop eating for 16 hours or more, your body goes into a fast mode. But the longer you can do it, the better. And I've done, I think I've done a five-day fast is the most I've done. And I love fasting. I think I'm going to add a one-day fast every week. And maybe a three day fast every month. add that to my regimen. What that does is it in it, simple for the sake for the sake of what we 're talking about it puts your body in a state of autophagy, and what that means is it's it 's now eating its proteins. To survive, and, and what it does is it eats the bad ones first. It'll eat the, it'll find the toxic proteins, whether the nasty ones or the weak ones or the foreign ones, and it'll eat those first. And um, which is kind of neat. So basically, you're left with a more concentrated, pure version of your body. Fasting is a good thing. So right there, I, I right there, these things eating, and then okay. So outside of fasting and eating all beef, eat good. I'm open. To, I'm not. You know, there's so many people that are so religious about diet. Like you're a bad person if you eat meat. I don't buy that at all. Everything's alive. I don't see any reason to think that the plants you eat aren't alive and conscious. A lot of people I've talked to, a lot of vegans I've talked to will open their mind to that and they'll say, Yeah, but they know they're here to be eaten. How do you know that chickens and cows aren't here to be eaten? Maybe they are. They're kind of a creation of man. If it wasn't for humans domesticating them, they would not exist as they do. They've they've evolved like they're almost a genetic created species. The ones that we have in the the hybrids that we have in, you know. Am I wrong? Anyways, we're not getting into that. But when I'm doing uh, when I jump into this heavy metal cleanse, I will not be eating any meat. It'll be strictly the uh, fruit and veg. I see value in all these things. There, food is medicine that is ultimately a good place to get to for everyone is to recognize that food is medicine food is not pleasure food is medicine and, and maybe you already understand this i'm finally getting there i think i'm like right there i think i've just arrived personally i think i've just gotten there and i'm i'm so close to to the edge of where i've been you know my whole life over that edge of being you know no food is pleasure and you just can't get enough of it, just keep eating it. That, um, that I, I, I know it still, but I am over that edge now. Food is medicine. So once you realize that food is medicine and you can get over the whole food is pleasure thing, um, then it's, there's a lot you can do with this. There's so much you can cleanse this human body. You know? Knowledge helps. Understanding the liver? Like the liver is going to be... Okay, so here's the other thing. Let's say, for example, like Morgelins, and it seems like a lot of people in the comments from this video, or at least uh, there was one at least who suffered Morgellons. Maybe more, but it seems to me like Morgellons was mostly the body rejecting this tech. Right? Like, because that's what it was. It was coming out of the skin. Sores were busting open and these like plastic looking fibers were coming up. And I remember I was, years ago, I was was never thinking nanotech. I was just thinking like, is that like from people eating plastics and the bad, you know, like you hear about microplastics, people eating plastics. It's just coming out, you know, that doesn't make sense. You You digest that somehow or go through your digestive tract. But this is coming out of people's skin and stuff. So that's more like the body pushing it out, like rejecting it. And so now I'm thinking that was part of the experiment of getting the body to accept it. And so let's assume that. Let's assume that we have it in us and that it is... Accepted by the body what does that mean well, for one I guess it means that maybe it's it's not gonna hurt <laughs> uh, it's not going to be noticeable maybe even doesn't seem to be right like even the people that died suddenly you don't hear about people complaining about Shortness of breath. I mean, I guess you hear you know, what people are calling a long COVID. And I guess I could say I suffer from this a bit too. Like I do feel some days I'm much more lethargic than I think I have been in the past. But I'm going to actually try to confront that this week. It might just be my own laziness. Maybe I just need to motivate myself more. And even if it is, if it is something in the blood, then I think I do need to... Anyways. I'm not going to branch off there. So let's just assume that it's not, you know, it's not going to get rejected. It's in the blood. Let's say it's here to stay. Have you ever seen? Hmm. Wow, I can't believe I can't think of the movie. Well, it doesn't matter. There's so many dystopian movies about the uh, cyborg future. Um, It almost seems. Well, okay. So here's here's one of the things I have in my notes. I have very few things in my notes today, but when I did the last video, I was doing some research onto the prosthetics. how they they really, really the way they really first started getting into this stuff was um prosthetics for people and what's interesting is I don't know if this, if anyone's ever gotten these you don't see you don't see um or hear about like people that were handicapped, people that had no arms or no legs that now have this robotic prosthetic one that they control with their mind do you? Is that a thing? And if it became a thing, it seems to me like that's the a strong way to bring transhumanism into the fore. Is um by. By um making super by making like superhuman cyborgs out of handicapped people because think about it like um that's what they're they've been doing with transgenderism is they've been taking people that are deluded that are suffering and they're they're giving them this false empowerment and they're demanding that you accept it. And if you don't, you're just being so, so cruel and mean to these people that obviously already have a problem fitting in. And now you're just a bully. You know, that's how they've made it. And it works. Imagine, imagine, have you ever seen a a rude, angry, handicapped person. (laughs) I'm not being rude, am I? I'm just being real. I grew up in Cleveland, and I've seen a lot of people in wheelchairs acting all kinds of crazy. People are people. Imagine giving all those people superhuman robot Terminator powers. (laughs) because right? isn't that what a prosthetic if you have an arm or a leg that's made out of steel or probably titanium who knows what I mean these things aren't cheap uh, with components that you can replace from insurance how is that going to affect the way you behave I don't know. But anyways, <clears throat> up until recently, I guess I have all when I've thought about it in my head, I always imagined, well that won't ever happen. Before we ever turn into cyborgs, the cataclysm's going to come or the floods going to return or something. That won't be allowed to happen. But what if it is? Because uh, it kind of, according to what I'm starting to research, who knows if it's true or not, it already is part of reality. So, and this reality that we're in, this earth realm we're in, is already kind of a, some type of simulation. You can have arguments over the semantics of that, but no one seems to be arguing that. Like every myth, every tradition, every scripture, every religion is basically saying that this physical realm is not how it seems. So... So you're a cyborg. Big deal. What are you going to do about it? <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't mind the power to fly and go as high up in the atmosphere as possible without worrying about breathing and hurting my body. You know, I wouldn't mind that. That would be cool. The freedom to do that. And I wouldn't mind being able to do that in the water either. Go as deep as possible without worrying about, you know, some type of shell, some type of exoskeleton. And, you know, I mean, that wouldn't be terrible. <laughs> but now I'm not down. I'm not really, I, I'd much rather just ex- finish my life as a, as a natural, organic human being. That's really what I'd like to do. That's where I'm at. I'm pretty clear on that. I mean so we're not gonna go we're not gonna end the show with conforming to the cyborg apocalypse. We're gonna end the show with with transcending the cyborg apocalypse. And uh yeah, so I mean I guess it really comes down to you gotta find a diet that works for you. I think all body types are different. You know, our bodies are different, different chemistry. If not, hey, share the perfect food with me and I'll give it a you know. I have I found pretty good food. Eat good. Avoid things that are bad for you. <laughs> Lots of clean water. <coughs> Maybe not too much. I mean, there is a there what I one of the things I learned is you can drink too much and you're constantly washing out. Good nutrients and good fats, and good things that are that are that's one of the reasons why fat is important. Is you, you, it's like a glue, so that apparently antioxidants are good. I'm going to look up antioxidant foods. This is something I recommend when, when I do medicine. Uh, the first thing I always do is foods. If I can find a way of getting what I want medicinally in my food, I'll always do that. Okay, so here you go. So antioxidant foods are our kale. I'm getting it from kale. But I'll read what I get. Right, Broccoli, spinach, carrots, potatoes, artichokes, cabbage, asparagus, avocados, beetroot. Radish, lettuce, sweet potato, squash, pumpkin, collard greens, and kale dark chocolate so that I mean i I eat dark chocolate when i when I go treat myself it's dark chocolate, so there you go there's some antioxidant there I eat tons of kale. Is there, I wonder if there's any accident any accidents in beef, probably not. Oh, in fact, it does. One of the nutrients beef contains is the master antioxidant, glutathione. Glutathione helps protect most cells in our bodies, linking it to preventing illness, reducing the risk of chronic disease, and strengthening the immune system. Well, maybe that's why they don't want you eating beef. Hmm. So there you go. I'm basically on an antioxidant diet. (coughs) Praise God. And I was brought there through trial and error, intuition, on a, on a very conscientious journey of self-seeking. So I, I am not surprised because I do believe in miracles, and I believe that I was brought there by God. Thank you, God. <clears throat> so, I mean, first and foremost, what we really need to do is we need to get rid of these government institutions that are killing us. Or at least gut them and um, shine a light of truth and bring justice and reform to these things. Get rid of everything we don't need. That is probably about as hard as cleaning your house. I don't think it's that tricky. We just got to get there. Just got to do it. let's say that doesn't happen all over the world let's say it's a little more chaotic and messy let's say the system continues on the path it's on on its cyborg apocalypse mm. cuz here's the other thing you got to realize a lot of people in the comments are saying they would they wouldn't do this because they wouldn't do it to themselves I would disagree with that. If you look into who these people are... Maybe the ones at the very top hiding in the shadows, pulling the strings. Maybe they're eating all beef. Maybe they're on the... Maybe they're on the um, super hardcore antioxidant diet. But the... The ones that we know, the ones that we see, you know... um, The Noah Hararis, the Klaus Schwab's, the... I can't think of the guy's name. Google guy. Invented a keyboard, a certain synth keyboard. Anyways, these people um, are transhumanists. And there's a lot of them. Robert Anton Wilson, uh, one of my favorite writers. I still... Love his writing and I I can't say anything bad about it, but I remember I found in his books when he admitted that he's a transhumanist and he started going on about it. I just remember thinking, like, yeah, what a fag. (laughs) What a disappointment. It's like admitting to everyone around you that I'm a baby and I never I've never grown up. I'm a little baby. I'm a little baby, I want to live forever. That's what it's like, in my opinion. But these people that's what these people are. The ones running the show. They're transhumanists. And they want to live forever because they're afraid of death. They've they've they're little babies. They've never they're they're messed up in the heads for various reasons, and they're afraid of death and they want to live forever. Um And that's a whole other topic as to why that is, but that's who these people are, and so. They, they're. I can easily see, especially if this is something they've already worked out in a lab or through Morgellons. They're giving their gift to all of us. They're taking us all along for the ride. How kind of them! But I think it actually is a lot of it has to do with the control aspect, like the ability of, um, like what that guy was saying from the DARPA CIA, the ability to erase your memories. That alone, think about that. Just being able to, like the flash from uh, Men in Black, right? The, the, the little hand tool that flashes and, and everything you experienced in the past hour or so, you can set it, you know, how, how long. That alone. A major event happens and then you just wipe everyone's memories. Never happened. (sighs) Makes you think they already have something like that. So that's that's pretty wild. maybe they already have that and maybe the vax maybe the vaccinated people who are getting all these heavy and rare metals have the microchip systems in them and maybe they're already at that point where their their memories are really just like they they don't know so they're getting all their information from the tv who knows <clears throat> so In that case, once again, the solution is band together, unify. It's really the only answer. I think it's going to be like 1984. I think one of the smartest things about George Orwell's 1984 was predicting how it was only really going to take hold in metropolitan cities. And outside of the city was the sort of the wild wild west. And so, yeah, it won't be that bad. The wild, wild west, you just got to find the right community to find the right area. The one the place has got, like, you know, good attitude. <laughs> and then you just got to, and, and then you're back to where you ought to be anyways. Taking control of your own food supply. Eating only clean, healthy food, clean water. Giving thanks Celebrating, rejoicing, and staying clear of Cyborg City at all costs, you know? Just trying to stay clear there. And then there's the power of thought. It really is. Like, for example, they, uh, you know, there is legends of master yogis being able to drink poison and not get sick because they're able to transmute the poison. And I don't even think you have to be a master yogi to do that. If you look at Emoto's photographs of water crystals, that shows how we can transmute, how it seems like any of us can transmute the structure of water uh, with our thoughts, not just with our thoughts, but with our love. The power of our love. And it happens quite quickly. I try to do it all the time. Whenever I pour water or prepare food, I tell it, I, I try to tell it, I love you. I love you very much. and thank you. So that's one of the reasons why they try to instill fear is because you can't have an open heart when you're in a state of fear. This is another reason why it's so important to accept our death and just get over it so that you can open your heart and keep it open. Keep your heart open even in the face of death. That's the goal, in my opinion. That's one of my goals is to try to keep that heart open all the time. I think that's really what it comes down to is the heart. The heart is really, it really is um, a big, powerful component spiritually at the core, at the heart, at the heart of, of, of who we are. a lot of that has been beaten into a sort of a sexual romance thing but it's got nothing to do with that it's 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 just it's hmm. but that's kind of like what i i started this episode with the banjo and the only way you can get into the groove with music is by opening the heart And if you're in the midst of that and something shifts or changes and you come out of that heart-centered place and you get thrown off. So it's not all doom and gloom. It's just reality. And the other thing that I think that, that, that's important to remember to keep it real is if you look at the evidence, the anecdotal evidence, the, the, the historical written record, and the physical genetic evidence, it would seem as if our bodies are not pure bloods. It would seem as if our by all of our bodies are genetic mutations. And so it's like, get over it. And the, and you're not the body. One of my favorite chants, um, this is from yoga culture, which a lot of people conv- confuse with Hindu, and I understand why they're related, but they're different. Yoga culture is basically based, it's simple. It's based off of the yoga sutras, which is not a religion at all. It's simply understanding your body and your mind, and it teaches you all kinds of tricks and tools to use to... Uh, Operate and manage your body and mind. I highly recommend it. I need to get back more into it for the physical aspect because I, I need to stretch more. It's also very good for stretching, not just muscles, but your entire endocrine system, which is important to keep pliable. But anyways, uh, Swami Shivananda had a chant. He liked to chant in English, which was kind of cool because that way it was good for English speakers. But his one of my favorite chants from him was, I'm not the body. I'm not the mind, immortal self am I. I'm not the body, I'm not the mind, immortal self am I. Pretty simple, right? I'm not the body, I'm not the mind, immortal self am I. I'm just an immortal self. Not just. Uh, that's, there, that's something to say. It, it, it's, it's more than the body and mind, I'll tell you that. This body and the mind are, are more like, the body is more like a vessel, created by God through the body of my mother and father and, and the, the, the nutrients and minerals of this earth that were consumed by my mother. Pretty wild stuff. And then later on, consumed by me. And my mind is like the operating system of this body. It's attached it would seem through the nervous system and endocrine system, somehow. It's like the computer system operating this organic hu- uh, creature, <laughs> right? <clears throat> and I'm the immortal self that, by the grace of God, incarnated this human almost 53 years ago for a, a brief moment in time. It won't be here forever. It won't nearly be here forever. Forever seems to be infinity almost. And if not infinity, it's a long time. This body's only going to be here if it's lucky, you know, 70, 80 years. That's if it's lucky. I don't know if lucky is the right word. But it could be gone tomorrow. could be gone today. And so accepting death is, what does that mean, accepting death? It means a lot of things. It means, most importantly, is it should bring us front and center right here, right here, right now. Be here now. Be present. This is life. Right now is life. And so what if I have nanotech cyborg components inside of my body? Oh, well, big deal. I'm alive. And I, I have my banjo. And I have a job. I have a job, a meaningful job. That I'm grateful for. I have, um, I have my health, as far as I'm aware, one day at a time. And now that I know that the threat does seem to be a little bit more real than I thought yesterday, now I can be a little more conscientious with my decisions and my choices and what I choose to put in my body and how I choose to live my life. But most importantly, folks, we need to clean out all the killers, (laughs) and criminals out of our government. And so that's how we'll end it. And I think that's basically all of them. So I pray to God that we at least come together enough to accomplish that goal. I don't see any reason why we, the people, couldn't at least come together and agree that that, you know what, these people trying to kill us all by putting nanotech in our bodies, we should stop that. (laughs) And these people that are trying to kill us by putting all these fake uh, genetically modified foods in our food supply, we should stop them too. I'm not a big... Believe, I'm not like, I mean, they sure, they sure like to make it look like Putin and Russia are the greatest thing since sliced bread. But I'm a suspicious person. I'm not falling for everything. But one thing I will say about them is they are out there making organic food, the, the law. Like food has to be good, quality, clean food across the board. All of it. Amen to that. That's where we really need to go. Uh, Forgive me for trying to say we need to form our own little communities and live in the cyborg apocalypse. I don't want to stand for that. I, for one, don't want to stand for that. I, for one, say no to the cyborg apocalypse. And um, it should not be allowed. That's how I end it. All right, folks. Uh, the whole main purpose for today was to just try to lighten everyone up and try to say, look, um, it's, it's not the end of the world. It, it is a bit of reality, I think, but, uh, it's just all the more reason to, um, to live every day. Like it's a blessing, most importantly, and to find our peace and find our happiness and accept our death and to live the best life that we can and try to be as healthy as we can. In this world. And honestly, really, if you look if you look at the past a lot, I mean, it, it's still not as bad as it has been. Like we do have the ability today to um to have a clean lifestyle. For the most part. Okay, anyways. I am reaching into total ramble and rant territory. If you haven't noticed already, I just did. So that's it. Thank you for joining me. I wish you all the best. I hope your health is the best it can be. I hope your happiness is the best it can be. Uh, I hope all good things. Let thy will be done. Thank you, God. Thank you for this life. Thank you for all of us. God bless us all. See you next week.